Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Want to pop in here for a couple minutes? I can say hello to you. Mr. Wanstead. Dave Wanstead. Shane, wake up. NFL head coach for 11 years. The Bears came in here and Dave Wanstead. There's a happy group of overachievers that have been well coached. College football national champion. A number of legends here tonight. Dave Wanstead. Super Bowl champion. Dave Wanstead, one of my, you know, really idols. Football analyst for NBC Sports Chicago. Oh. Hey, Dave, you want to bring back the bottle of wine bet? Yeah. You want Kansas City? Go ahead. You All right, go you know ahead. what? You know what? Actually, never, never mind. I rescinded the bottle of wine bet. We started this with Mexican food. Margarita bet. The show goes out to Mexican food with you. Whoever wins the bet has to pay for the margaritas for the group. Okay, that's a, that's a deal. All right, there we go. As long as you pay for dinner, no matter what. Well, right, obviously, you're paying for the food. Yeah. Uh, you guys are the best. Is something tall and strong. They get a hurricane before I go insane. It's only half past 12, but I don't care. Five o'clock somewhere. Speaks is toasting. If you want to come hang out with us at the Blue Cross Blue Shield performance stage next Wednesday for our QB1 Town Hall, give us a call 312 540 0670. Caller 5 and 10. Get a pair of tickets. You can also text us and we'll send you back a link to register online. If you've got a thought on who the next quarterback of the Bears should be, if you just want to watch the show, if you want to come hang with us next Wednesday, 312-540-0670 is the contest line. Also, you can text us and Shane will get back to you. Dave Wanstead is with us from sunny Florida. Coach, do you like salt on the rim of your margaritas, sir? 
Mm. I think he's, I cannot hear Dave. I believe Dave is muted. Is a possibility. All right. Let's see. Got to admit, though, that was a good intro. It was, He's not was, muted. It might be our, our issue, so just buffer for a second. Okay. Or filibuster right. for a second. I'm sorry. Yeah. Filibuster. I, he's, he'll buffer while we filibuster. Do you, Matt Spiegel, like salt with your margaritas? I do. Um, yeah. Sometimes even like, uh, is it tahin or taijin as it's pronounced? Tahin. Yes. Tahin. <laughs> yeah. I like, I, like, I like that stuff. Uh, as well. Uh, Danny, have you ever tried that? Yeah. Yeah, no, I have. I, but I never have tried to pronounce it. Uh, <laughs> well, that's my job. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> that's my role. Spicy? Do you, do you, do you or like flavor? Like, will you go, will you go jalapeno <laughs> with your marg? Will you go peach with your marg? What's, I, what's your, I, I, what's I like your... a, I like a spicy marg, but once I go down that, I, I like, I can't have a lot of them. It, it, like, it just, it seems an insane thing to try and do to have a lot of them. You, sir, your thoughts? Yeah, margs are dangerous for me. I love them so much, and I will have anything. I pitcher, uh, some uh, pitcher margs, strawberry marg, peach marg, mm-hmm. jalapeno marg, grand marnier is delicious in a in a marg. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll go I'll go deep on, on the margs. He's no connecting problem. again. We should be okay in a second. All right, good. Uh, that's awesome. We'll uh, keep buffering. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> we we will. We we can buffer with the best of them. I've seen us do it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, interesting that Eddie Jackson has been released. I saw a quote just a couple of minutes ago, uh, Danny, from Eddie Jackson, from a story that Josh Schrock had written uh, in, I believe, December over at NBC Sports Chicago, where Eddie Jackson said that he would really like to be a part of this thing now that it's going well on the Bears' defense. To go away at this point, that would suck said Eddie Jackson. So it's interesting to think about the entire arc of his Bears career and where he is now, um, and he wants to be here, but the Bears have moved on. I think we have uh, Coach uh, back with us at this point. I hey, am Coach. here. Coach. I am here. What's happening? You, you guys squeezing me out. Uh, you know, could be a little, take a little break, a little show, last show for a while, and uh, no connection. What's the deal, Shane? <laughs> Oh wow! What's Take some accountability, Coach. Point of thumb. I, I I don't know. I don't. What are you yes, drinking, Danny? Dan, uh, what am I drinking? I'm drinking a little Bradshaw, sipping a little Bradshaw bourbon. All right, go uh, ahead. Danny. Danny, I do like salt with my margaritas, and yes, uh, I do owe you some margaritas for the right. or the guys, everybody, I guess. All right. Well, you're coming. You're coming in for the draft, right? So we'll go out. Uh, we'll go out in, in maybe maybe April. I'll be here the whole week in the draft. I got all kind of action going on. Yep, that'll be a good week. All right, that, all right. that that's awesome. That'll that'll be something to look forward to. What's your favorite Mexican dish to order at the Mexican restaurant, Coach? Oh, here we go. Nachos, without a doubt. <laughs> I just <laughs> eat not eat not nachos three nights a week if I could for dinner. That's it. Love them. <laughs> Perfect answer. Uh, yep. Eddie Jackson and Cody Whitehair released by the Bears. Were you surprised at either move? Uh, no, no, uh, not really. I mean, I, you know, Eddie bounced back this year, had a better year, had, did not have a very good year last year, uh, you know, made the Pro Bowl. So he obviously everybody had high hopes for him. But, you know, when, when you look at that secondary, uh, you know, with Terrell Smith, throw him into the mix. We, we signed Gordon back if we get uh, Jalen Johnson back, assuming. Uh, you know, it's it's a good young group with a lot of talent. 
and you always want to try to draft, you know, another young defensive back. So getting a safety would not be a problem. I mean, I said it on the show during the season. I said, if we moved uh, Stevenson, you know, to safety, I think he'd be a great safety. Hmm. And maybe, maybe Terrell Smith is your corner. Who's a little bit more athletic, I think personally. And I think he's a little smoother, Uh, both really good players going to play in this league, but Stevenson's got that safety mentality. He's a really good tackler. We saw that. He's really a tough guy. We saw that. So, you know, I think they could do some things within the structure they have if they don't want to go out and get another guy. That's really interesting. I hadn't thought about Tyreek Stevenson moving there. You're right. Terrell Smith was pretty impressive as a fifth-round rookie. Danny and I were talking the other day. It seems like free safety has kind of become the running back of the defense in terms of value and contract. Like, you don't pay a lot for a free safety um, these days. Eddie got one deal. But it's very common to see veteran free safeties jump around, even at, you know, 27, 28, 29, and certainly in their young 30s. They'll, they'll jump around and move around this league an awful lot. Yeah, they, they do. You know, and, and safety is a position, Spiggs, uh, that, uh, how can I say this? I mean, it's a, as important position as anything. I'm not going to. But, I mean, we always, you know, you work from the outside in. By that, I mean your corners, your pass rushers, your defensive tackles, your linebackers, and then the safeties. Uh, and Brisker is kind of a very versatile guy. We all know that. He can play up in the box, run support. He's a good blitzer. He's proven that he can cover tight ends. <clears throat> you know, so they what they need in safety, they don't need a killer. They need somebody that's smart and will get the guy on the ground. Uh, the guy doesn't need to be, in my opinion, a great, great player, uh, but he's got to be very smart. He's got to be very instinctive. And when he does have to make a tackle, you got to get him on the ground. So uh, I think there's some reasons that that, um, that the Bears are doing this. And I, I feel very confident that they'll be able to fit that role. Do you think then that the biggest need, I think I've asked you this before, but I don't remember your answer. Is it edge rusher then for the defense? Yeah, edge rusher because I'm I'm ho- I'm holding out hope with our young two young defensive tackles that we drafted. I I really like what Billings did last year. I think we got good defensive tackles, good enough defensive tackles that they will improve and they're young enough. Uh, what I don't see is I think we need a explosive edge rusher. I really do. I I think we. Uh, and if he's if he's not the starter, you know he works his way into the lineup and uh, use him in certain situations. I think that that player could have a huge impact on the team. You know, coach, it's fascinating. It's such an important position, and it often gets drafted over and over and over again. But are the Bears in a position where they don't need a corner, where they like don't even have to think about it too much of the draft? Maybe get a couple undrafted free agents in to see who can fight for the bottom, but you've got, I mean, unless they move Tyreek, like you're talking, like you're mentioning, but Jalen Johnson and Tyreek and Kyler at the starters. And then Terrell Smith, who you mentioned, I think Jalen Jones as an undrafted guy has been real good. I know Josh Blackwell's a free agent, but they've liked him in the past. It's like, do they need to draft a corner? No. Um, I mean, do, do you have to, I think you always have to draft a corner at some point in the draft, but you can find a kid, uh, a corner that's got all those intangibles. He's fast. He's tough. You know, and maybe he hasn't had a lot of recognition, or he's coming off an. There, there's something there that uh, you can see that raw ability 
and he doesn't have to come in and be a starter for you. I think that's the key. So I would definitely draft one. Absolutely, I would. But you really probably won't need one, providing you sign Jalen Johnson back. We're talking to Dave Wanstead, Parkinson Spiegel on the score. Did you watch the Kevin Warren interview that he did with Jarrett Payton? I didn't watch it on TV. No, I just heard the comments. You know, that's all. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I did not see it. No. I'm, I'm wondering. But, um, you know, he he was very complimentary of Justin. Uh, he talked a lot about what he is and getting better and he talked about the value of trading back and acquiring draft assets and how that worked last year and how it could work again uh this year and all that and i didn't think that he said anything that was wrong at all but i was a little surprised that the plan for answering football questions wasn't those decisions are up to ryan i'm just here to help him in any way that he needs did you did you think at all that he said too much about football? Uh, no, because okay. I don't think he's I don't think he said anything that you wouldn't have said or expected him to say. I mean, no, I, I I thought it was right on point. I mean, somebody brought that up to me earlier in the week, and I said, "So what do you expect him to do? Go in and criticize Justin Fields? If no. he's the guy, you you want to comment, you want to uh, compliment him." And if you're going to trade him, you want to compliment him, you know, to keep in your mind value up. Uh, so he didn't say anything, Danny, that surprised me. Uh, you know, obviously he did make the point. There was a lot of people thinking maybe that was he going to be involved in the draft? No, I don't want to take that player. I want to take this guy. He, he made that very clear that that's Ryan Poles' wheelhouse and DeFloos is the coach and Ryan does the personnel. And I'm here to support him. You know, I read something that he said, hey, you, you know, when you want to build something that's going to last a long time, you have to put in time and you have to give it time to develop. So I, I thought he was very, uh, uh, very complimentary about Justin. I thought he was solid with polls, the job he's doing, and Fluce. So I guess at the end of the day, he really didn't say anything. Yeah, well, that's, that's a politician oftentimes, right? <laughs> he's, he's good at it. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Coach, Dave Wanstead, how many times were you at the NFL's scouting combine when there was a president, uh, a team president there, or a representative from ownership there in your recollection? Because Kevin Warren mentioned that he'd be going to the combine, and, you know, we'll talk about it more as the combine uh, approaches, but is it uh, – it, 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 is, is it customary to see a team president go along on a trip like this or not? Not really a team president. Now, I mean, I've, you know, I've gone to, I think, 18 different combines. And uh, uh, I sat with Jerry Jones in the bleachers there at Indy a lot of time and talked with him, you know, as an owner. Uh, I, I've seen several owners there in the past. In fact, you know, I mean, uh, you know, Art Rooney came through. I mean, I, I, I'd have to sit down and go through it, but it was not. Uh, yeah, not I've, heard, I've heard. I've heard George McCaskey has gone in previous years. George is probably gone. Yeah, Michael never went when I was at the Bears, but I'm sure George is gone. And uh, uh, as far as presidents, you know, there could have been. I, I, I I'm just kind of going going back for a few years no i i can't i'm sure there were i would be willing to bet the were. i don't know if ted phillips ever went or not you know if george went ted may have gone uh, mm -hmm. so it doesn't surprise me and kevin warren 
I think he's trying to gather information too and get a little bit educated whether he was there when he was at Minnesota probably not because he was in a different role with a different title just working with stadium and finances now he's overseeing the big um, you know he's got the the whole the whole uh, umbrella that he's overseeing so you know I think he, he's probably smart in saying I'm going to go to this thing and just see what goes on you know not not have an opinion just watch with the scouts and the coaches and what the players do on the field, what goes on in the interview rooms. I mean, there's so much that happens there and what happens with players getting their physicals and stuff. So I, I think it's a smart move for Kevin Warren to go there and get educated. That's how I would put it. How's it been going with you? Have you been working with uh, draft prospects down there? Combines in two weeks. Uh, you know what? I haven't done much yet. Talked Talking to some kids. Uh, no, actually, I, uh, I've just been playing a little golf. I played in the, uh, PGA, uh, pro-am, the senior tour yesterday. I played in the pro-am with some guys from the Ritz Carlton. They invited me to play and, uh, just been doing that stuff. I really haven't bit into the draft stuff real heavy yet, but I'm, I'm about to. Any celebrities, any celebrities in that pro-am? Anybody we would know in that pro-am with you Uh, yesterday? I mean, you're, you're a big enough celebrity for us. That makes us happy. Well, I don't know. Is um, Freddie Couples? Is John Daly? I don't know. Those guys do anything for you? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, John, okay. Fred Couples, good putter. John Daly, good drinker. B- big smoker still. John yeah. John is finally back. He's allowed. He's back uh, back in the tournament. It was great to see him there. Absolutely. You know, Bernard Langer, I sat in, you know, he, he, had, he was using the locker next to mine, so we talked for a little bit. So, yeah, there, there's some people here. How, how well do you know John Daly? Uh, I don't. I met him about five years ago, and right away, because of the Arkansas Jimmy Johnson, Jerry Jones connection, we had a a common uh, common thing to talk about. And, uh, yeah, so we, we had a little conversation. That, but that's it, really, just on the golf course twice. So uh, two weeks out from the combine. Right. What has – Ryan Poles accomplished at this point versus what he still needs to before he gets there. Like what what do they do? What are they doing right now? Well, obviously they got the list of guys that are going to be there. Uh, they're going through the preliminary reports from a medical standpoint, uh, from a character standpoint. They're not talking the drills and the physical part that is locked in. I mean, they're not concerned about, seeing how fast um, player X runs, okay? I mean, you know, they that that's interesting to them, but they like him as a player. They know he's going to be fast enough. But it's the Jalen Carters of last year of the world that might have, and I use the word might have, a character issue that, that Ryan Poles is going through the list right now and say, when we bring – these are the guys we got to bring in for interviews. And these are the guys we've got to target. And these are the things we have to find out. So anybody that's out there with all the scouts and directors, we need to be trying to hit people up, talk to them, see what they know about these players. And, and our concerns are here. So that's kind of what, you know, what's going on right now. See, that, that's interesting. And then at the Combine, I mean, we've talked a lot about this dynamic. I, I, I don't know whether you buy it or not. That Caleb Williams is checking you out while you're also checking him out. 
and you got to be no. con- you got to be conscious of that. Do you buy that or not, Dave? I, I don't buy that, Spigs. Not one bit. I mean, that no. He, he you, 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 he's coming on a job interview, and uh, yeah, on a job interview, sure. You do you check the employer out? Absolutely. But I don't believe, and I've talked to some people this week going back to Gonzaga High School, where he went to high school in D.C. That you know that swear the kid's a good kid, and and his dad's doing a little bit of talking and so forth. But the kid's a good kid, and at the end of the day, uh, if he ends up in Chicago, that he would be excited to be a Bear. I mean, that's what that's what the people that have known him since high school, since he was, you know. 17, 8, 16 years old, whatever. That's what they say about him. Well, that, and obviously, they're, they're going to be a little biased, but I get that, you know? Yeah, well, that, well, that's really interesting. Yeah, we talked to his high school coach on this show um, a couple of weeks ago. Right. Um, yeah, I'm waiting, for, I'm waiting for a call from him. He hasn't got back to me yet, but yes, go ahead. All right, so you talked to somebody else who's, who's known, him, known him back at that long. Yeah, yes. you know, it, it's like they're digging around. We think about you and Curtis Enos a lot. We really do, Coach. It's a fact. Like, as much as you looked into Curtis Enos, felt like you had all those different sources and you still don't know. So they're doing that kind of digging. And it sounds like you've done a little, or at least it's been presented to you, and the Caleb stuff has been good so far. Yeah, I I haven't heard anything that would uh, scare me away from the kid's desire to win, the desire to be great, work ethic, uh, any of that stuff. I haven't heard anything, you know, but, uh, but we got to what three months before the draft. There'll be a lot of stuff starting around between now and then. There's some fallout and some secondary Super Bowl storyline stuff, Dave, that uh, want to get your opinion yeah. on. Um, we'll do We'll do it on the other side. Defensive coordinator was the fall guy for, for the San Francisco yep. 49ers. Uh, we got, we got, we got some uh, fallout from that big game with Dave wants that next on the score. Parkins and Spiegel show flashback. Oh, the legend. We don't need Dave Wanstead for this segment. We need Whitey. (laughs) (laughs) Whitey, you made Wani's career. You and Big Dave are the people Uh, behind Wani's career. Big Dave standing right beside me. Happy Friday to you guys. I would like to congratulate Cam Hayward for winning the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award. Very prestigious, a great honor for Pittsburgh fans. I got Kansas City winning 24-24, and the difference in the game is Andy Reid's second-half adjustment. 27-24. 27-24, and Andy Reid Andy making second-half adjustment is going to be the difference of the game. And there you have it. Thank you, Whitey. It's thank, phenomenal. Thank you, Whitey, with the assist of Big Dave. I don't think we've ever talked to Whitey without Big Dave nearby <laughs> or vice versa. Big Dave off to the side. I mean, honestly, a really good pick. Really good. They were down 10-3 at half. Final score, 25-22. W- well delivered and uh, with a nice uh, Pittsburghish addition there. Coach, thank you for bringing Whitey and Big Dave into our lives. Yes, absolutely. I'm just looking to see if, uh, sorry, but if Jr. Uh, my buddy dropped off my truck. I had a detail today. I can't. I don't know. I'm trying to look through the window there. That's so why I changed the view. Okay, you notice that? Yeah. Got a little different view here. Yeah, we we do. Like so you, you need to go. You need to go check on your truck. We can we can buffer. No. Oh no. Oh, no, no. Jr. I, I was going to bring him in for bourbon. You know, he drinks a little whiskey, but uh, <laughs> he may have just left it in the driveway for me. So we're good. Everything's good. 
Just get a little, 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 little detail done on it, you know? Yeah, yeah, got to gotta get it detailed to have the truck delivered to the house and then have a bourbon with the truck delivery guy, of course. Of course you do, um, in Florida. How do you feel about Steve Wilkes being fired in San Francisco after only one year? Kyle Shanahan just said it, it, wasn't, it just wasn't the right fit. You know, you go back to that game, and I, and I hate to say this because – you know, first of all, let me tell, let's just talk about okay what the 49ers have done to be one of the better defenses in the league. They rush for a la Tampa Bay, a la me, Dallas Cowboys, Dolphins, Bears. Uh, play coverage, a little bit of pressure, but not much. The first half of that game, Kansas City pressured 53% of the time, right? Guess how many times did the 49ers pressure? Zero. So that tells me that that is not in their wheelhouse. Okay. So the game is going on and now they are pressing end of the game. I'm seeing a few little pressures mixed in, mixed in. And the thought that came to my mind and it ended up being the defining play. When we were playing in that first Super Bowl, I remember going in, putting a game plan in the first day, and I'm putting the blitzes every week. You know, every defensive coach, I don't care if you're blitzed 90% of the time or 10% of the time, you got to have blitzes ready to go. We all know that. So I'm putting in the blitzes for the Super Bowl against Buffalo. And one of our players says, Coach, these are the blitzes that we ran in the very first game against Washington. I said, you're exactly right. You know why? Because I don't trust you damn guys. If I put a new blitz in, somebody's going to turn somebody loose and we're going to get beat. So we're going to run the blitzes that I know that I am confident with that you will be able to execute regardless of what the offense gives us. Shifts, motions, crazy formations. We can run these five, six blitzes because we've been doing them since OTAs, guys. And we did them in the preseason, guys. And we did them in, and we did them all year long. And I really think that blitz, yeah, you're trying to get guys free. But most of the time, and I've studied this now, most of the time guys come free. And Spags did a great job. He got some guys untouched free. But the, the majority of blitzes come because somebody gets beat or somebody makes a mental mistake on offense. And they're giving great effort and the, they get pressure on the quarterback and it's thrown. So now, fast forward. Now we're down to that last play of the game. And I'm watching the game, and they bring that, and they do the boomerang motion or whatever you want to call it, back and forth. And in that situation, your corner, your safety, your nickel have to be communicating. You know, we can play it three different ways. We can trio it. We can banjo it. We can zone it. But you got to know what you're going to do because it's going to happen so fast. And the corner from San Francisco looked at the either the nickel or the safety inside. And in that split second, the guy was in the flat, open, touchdown, Super Bowl, game over. So, you know, is that a fault? No, because I stand by this. Can't it wasn't San Francisco really didn't lose the game in my mind. Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes just just did a great job and and I played them. I mean, I, I'm not going to put this on San Francisco. 
except that I wanted to tell you that story about the blitz at the end and the pressure because I've lived that. And I, I had a bad feeling about San Francisco blitzing with Steve Wilkes because it's not something they do week after week after week after week. That's great stuff from Dave Wanstead about the Niners' defense. One more question on that. Um, they didn't have a spy on Patrick Mahomes, and maybe you're not supposed to, or you're not like you don't think about it, but I feel like he knows it late in games, and he knows that his legs can make the difference. And I'm not talking about the zone read play as much as I am talking about the scramble plays. Like he, he got five first downs with his legs, coach five. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're right. He was their leading rusher. You know, would he have over 60 yards rushing? So, uh, no, I wouldn't put a spy on Patrick Mahomes either, but San Francisco plays enough zone coverage where they're going to be looking at the quarterback where you're not, you know, he may get a three or four yard run, but he's not going to get a 20 yard run on you. And the real key is making sure your defensive linemen have their lanes. You know, in other words, Bosa, I don't know what he was doing. He said he got held. For him to let Mahomes get outside around the edge two or three times, that was disappointing to me. I mean, you got to – against a quarterback like Mahomes, I would be telling our guys, I want to know your rush lane. In other words, you're rushing between the guard and the center. This is what we're going to do. Everybody knows where everybody's going to be rushing the quarterback. And then the goal against Patrick Mahomes is not to sack him. The goal against Patrick Mahomes is to make him throw the ball on time in the pocket. Mm -hmm. And that didn't happen. That didn't happen. So, Coach, um, you you know, I love hearing you in the morning with Mully and And Danny knows that I sometimes find myself envious envious of morning Wani, but we get afternoon Wani. So as the proud hosts of afternoon Wani, Got to follow up. Travis Kelsey yelling at Andy Reid and bumping him made you talk about some incidents where players yelled at you. So there was Jim Harbaugh. You said yelled at you. Zach Thomas yelled at you. But the one that caught my ear was Charles Haley at halftime and some other player had to step in. Could you could you paint a picture of the mighty Charles Haley and you at halftime of a Super Bowl, I believe, right? It was the NFC Championship game the weekend, the week before the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, it, it, and you know, it's the the players are wanting to win, and they're want. It, it's not a selfish thing, you know. Uh, Jim was trying to complete passes, and we had other than Tommy Waddle, you know, who I, I mentioned was taped up from head to toe when I, by the time I started coaching Tommy, every other player was a free agent, and they were trying like hell to get open, and they couldn't. And Jim's frustrated because nobody's open. And I said, what do you want me to tell you? You know, I mean, and then Zach Thomas, the Jets were doing a great thing. They were motioning the guy in who was a wide receiver. He was supposed to be covering the third guy from the outside. So visualize this. One, two, three. Whoever that guy is, corner's got one. Nichols got two. Zach, you got three. We got it. 99% of the time, it was the tight end. And the Jets did a great job. They motioned Corbett, a wide receiver, all the way from the outside, all the way in to become the number three guy. Well, guess who had the number three guy now? Zach. And and Corbett, you know, as a Corbett, I'm sorry, is a wide receiver. You know, Zach can't cover him. And uh, so he's running routes and catching some balls. And Zach, you know, I says, Yeah, I did it, Zach. We'll ch-, you know, so we changed the coverage. 
right, but, but uh, did, Char- did Charles Haley try to kick your butt in the halftime locker room, Coach? He tried to kick my butt three times during that year. Now, that no, all he said was, "Keep in mind, we had just acquired Charles from the 49ers. and it was a muddy, sloppy day at Candlestick Park. That red clay dirt, and they were running 36 power, blocked on, fullback kick out, guard pull, and they were going to push that ball up inside with, who was it, Rathman or Rogier or whoever they had. I, don't, I can't remember. But uh, Roger Craig. And Roger Craig, thank you. And, yeah, Rathman was the fullback. And, and Charles's job was either defensive end, it was him or Jim Jeffcoat on the other side, was to come down and wreck that pulling guard and bust everything and kick it to the perimeter so we could run it down. Well, they kept running it and running it and running it. And we went in at halftime and Charles was covered with mud from head to toe and Jim Jeffcoat's uniform did not have one ounce of mud on it. And they were literally trying to just come after Charles. And so he had, you know, he wanted me to move him. He says, coach, you got to do something different. I'm getting killed out there. You got to move me. And I, and I says, Charles, I don't have an answer for that, buddy. You're, you're our best player. You got to win this battle. And then they got one thing after another. And then Tony could see it, you know, and yeah, guys separated it. it, it you know, it was halftime of the end. Then I don't think they heard one word of anything I said at halftime. I know they did. They were back in the shower <laughs> arguing. That is pretty incredible. Oh, man. Um, how impressive is Steve Spagnolo having four rings as a defensive coordinator? Yeah, uh, pretty impressive, obviously. You know, do you know and, him? Uh, I do not know Spags. I've met Spags, but I don't know him, no. But, but you know, the thing that he has done, and, and keep this thought in mind, I don't know if we talked about this, they have six players, okay? And the Bears could get this way. Think about this, Bears fans. They got six players on that defense that are still in their rookie contracts, first, second, third, or fourth year. And McDuffie, the one corner, was talking about, you know, we are trying to earn another contract. And so we are here 24-7. And Coach Spags puts us playing corner. Okay, today you're going to play nickel. Tomorrow you're going to play safety. You know, trying to keep their interest up, keep their energy up for the whole offseason. And he has done a great job with these young players. And the young players admit it. We're there all the time. And we're just, we, we want more. Give us more. Give us more. And, uh, you know, and, and he's, he got the most out of them. And those guys performed and they didn't make mistakes. They didn't give up the big plays. You know, like you would think it would with that young of a group of guys. All right, well, Dave, we know uh, you're taking some time off, but you're available unless you're doing something. What's, yes. uh, what's, what's your plan between now and the draft? Well, I'm playing golf tomorrow with a bunch of Chicago guys. Terry Lefevre. Uh, I think Joey DeBono is going to be in that foursome. Uh, Juan is, is uh, I think, hosting us. I know he's hosting us. So I'm going to play golf tomorrow. Terry Lefevre, got... Terry Lefevre's with the Park District, right? It's a legend of the Park no, District. Is that his brother? That's, that's his brother, Tim. Okay. Terry's a Tim. He's a Tim. Uh, Terry's a criminal defense attorney. But uh, I. Uh, he comes and then handy. Saturday, and then Saturday we're going to go up to the uh, Chubb, the senior tour, and I'll walk around a little bit. I got some passes, 
and we're going to hang out up there. Um, and I don't know, you know, I got some things on the books next week. We got to take care of, but uh, every, everything's good. I'm a very blessed. I'm very blessed. You deserve the some, life. You deserve the life so, you're living, coach. We believe I'm, it. Just, just waiting on a uh, couch, just waiting on a living room couch. You know, I'm sitting out back here. We got the TV. We got the beds. We got the appliances. Furniture's a little bit on the uh, slow side, but other oh, from, than that, we're good. From the house after the hurricane, it's coming along? It's ready to go. When's our invite? tomorrow yeah you're so hospitable all right well i'll see you tomorrow (laughs) all right all right dave i'm not going anywhere all right thank you guys enjoyed it and uh canny as they say i'm always available buddy okay so just let the people know and i'm always available unless i'm doing something uh (laughs) that's a great one that's a great one coach you guys are the best you're the best love you guys love Love you you too dave see you see you man bye-bye Dave wants that. Come on. I'm going to miss him next Thursday. I mean, come on. I'm going to miss him. All the football talk, the, the fire and the passion there with the football stuff. and the, the the Bears need to do something so that we can call him. I agree. Right. I agree. They, they will. They got to do something. They will. When they trade Justin to his Pittsburgh Steelers, you know? Yeah. Oh, my. It's a great question. Oh, uh, yeah, we should. <laughs> <laughs> He's still on the Zoom. He's walking around waiting for the couch guy. He's still there. Coach! Hey, Coach! Spigs, I'm here. I'm here, Spigs. Are you there? I'm looking to see if my man, J.R. Nacero, if he delivered my truck. You hey, know? D- Dave, what do you think about Justin Fields and the Steelers? I don't think it'll never – it will not happen. Wow. Okay, the, the Steelers take their time. And they think through everything, and they're very methodical. They got Kenny Pickett that they love. Mason Rudolph proved that he can come off the bench and help them win games. Uh, they made the, the, the move with uh, our man Mitch Trubisky. That's not happening, guys. So don't even waste air time on that. All right, Dave. Wow. See? All right. Thanks, All right. Coach. Glad, Bye, we got, glad we got that in. Oh, yeah, I yeah, didn't, me mean to bo- didn't, mean, didn't mean to bother you. See ya. No, 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 never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. You know what would be awesome? Coach. <laughs> Just leave yourself connected. Well, he really is always available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even when he's doing something. What would be funny is tweeting out that clip because he's not it was just his picture. iPad staring at the sky <laughs> in sunny Florida. Dave just walking around seeing if his truck detail delivery guy had come. Oh, I, 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 it's not going to happen. Seriously. They, they love Mason Rudolph. That answer reeked of, ah, we drafted Curtis Enos. We didn't need Randy Moss. We had Bobby Thigpen. Yeah. We were going to run the ball. But Dave knows people. He knows people up there, man. That was pretty freaking definitive right there. It, it, we, should, we should tweet that out exactly. It's like, <laughs> while waiting for his truck detail guy, Dave Wanstead killed Justin Fields to the Steelers rumors. Yeah, and Bobby Thigpen was... He wasn't on the south side anymore, closing games at that point. Uh, you know, I don't know what he was doing, but Bobby Thigpen wasn't on Wani's Bears. What did I say? Bobby Ingram. Yeah. B- Bobby Ingram. He said Bobby Thigpen? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's My amazing. My bad. That's always amazing. thinking about the Sox. Yeah, know? well, you know, he's got, ba- he's got baseball in the brain, famously. I can't stop. <laughs> Won't, Won't stop. stop. <laughs> we'll see you. Parkinson and Spiegel, the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Here you go, Matt. Here you go, Danny. Afternoons on the score. Charlie, I appreciate you hanging out with me, man. I, I hope I get to ch- talk with you again uh, some, some, sometime soon for a little bit longer. Oh, you 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 won't. This is this is your one time deal. <laughs>
That was Gabe Ramirez with Charlie Weiss. A spectacular moment in their excellent conversation. That is a worse guy than my Uncle Irwin right there. He's being sarcastic. It was it was it was in full context they had they had good banter. Okay. Back back and forth. I was gonna say, nobody talks to Gabe like that. It was it was excellent. But Charlie Weiss can be uh, worse than your Uncle Irwin. You're not terribly far off. <laughs> uh, he he's a bit of a curmudgeon. And he had takes, Speaks. He had takes on America's much maligned broadcaster of the Super Bowl, Tony Romo. Yeah, I wasn't listening to those guys because they, 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 they really turned me off, I have to tell you. I'd rather <laughs> – they do. They turn me off. I mean, I listened to the end of the game, and I listened to, to, to Tony Romo ruin the moment. Just shut up and let us savor the moment. Just be quiet. They just – it's a – Nance had already said jackpot, you know, like the, he had already said that's that should have been the end of the co- conversion. I don't need to hear your analysis of what just happened. I just watched it. I want to watch the moment. I want to enjoy the moment as a sports fan. Okay, we uh, please, please just let us enjoy the moment. <laughs> it's different than Mitch Holt, you know, Mitch on radio having to describe the moment because you're not seeing it. We're watching it. Let us watch it. I, I try to watch the game and not let the announcers ruin the game for me. You know, I it's not like I could listen to somebody like you who's doing a game. There are announcers that I really enjoy listening to, but then there's announcers where if I have to listen to them, I'd rather go to the bathroom and throw up. <laughs> I mean... Critics at extra large. Like, that, that is an unbelievable scathing commentary. Couch potato corner. Honestly, he really does understand the TV business, though. He's pretty spot on. Oh, no. He's Nance de- with the call. The call should be jackpot. Then the picture should tell the story. I don't need your analysis. I just watched it. Yeah. Tell me what you think after I absorb the moment. He's right. Must be very uncomfortable for him to go to the bathroom and throw up. For that to be top of mind as the reference. If I have to listen to him, I'd rather go to the bathroom and throw up. I mean, like, seriously, that's that that's so readily available as an awful experience. I mean, it's not great to throw up, but if you have no. to, you feel good after you throw up. If it's really bad in your stomach, you know? But that's the number one analyst, too. So, I mean, whenever he's watching his, his beloved Patriots, he's often getting Romo. He got him in the AFC Championship game. He got him in the Super Bowl. That's a, that's a, lot, of, that's a lot of vomit. Yeah, for for Charlie White. Yeah, you know, it's it's he won three Super Bowls as a coordinator. He yeah. was he was one of the guys in a five way tie with Steve Spagnuolo. It was him, Romeo Crennel, and Josh McDaniels, and then Richie Pettibone, Joe Gibbs' defensive coordinator, and Steve Spagnuolo. And now Spags has four and just signed an extension today. As a matter of fact, he's not going anywhere. I wouldn't think he would go anywhere. It's an excellent hire by Andy Reid to bring him in and that's an interesting list because it's belichick coattail riders absolutely pettibone was great pettibone was great for a long long time and then he finally got a chance to be a head coach in washington and it went horribly for one year then he quit and never coached again (laughs) so it is an interesting list Uh, but speaking of defensive coordinators your guy brandon staley perhaps likely to get the niners job that steve wilkes had been fired from so be interesting to see what kind of leads they can blow 
in the future good, years. No, you know? he will not. No, that will not be his within his purview. What? He won't be make. He won't be making two point conversion and go for it decisions. That'll oh, be Kyle Shanahan. He can screw up on defense though too. Oh come on! It's a good job. Niners defensive coordinator. That's a very good job. Mm-hmm. A lot of talent on that defense. Very good organization. Very, very, very helpful. <laughs> yeah, Textures enjoyed conversion instead of conversation. What else? Whatever, Charlie. You were close. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He forget it. He's rolling. He's talking about. He's talking about vomiting. So Kobe White is turning into something. We got to put that into context. But two longtime Bears, Eddie Jackson and Jalen Johnson. Uh, not Jalen Johnson. Oh, my God. Eddie, Eddie Jackson and Cody Whitehair. How dare uh, you? I would never. Uh, were released today. And we should put it into some big picture context of what it means for Ryan Poles for the offseason. So busy 5 o'clock hour still to come. Parkers and Spiegel on the score. If I have to listen to him, I'd rather go to the bathroom and throw up. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.